Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I don't know about you. But I believe now miracles are going to happen. Yes. Yes. Testing, testing. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for your blood, God. this is a bit of a different service this morning because we're here to appreciate our pastor. Hallelujah. And I wasn't going to be the speaker this morning, uh, but the speaker we had lined up wasn't able to be here. So, um, you know, God has his call, right? He has his plan. So you can be seated for a moment. Excuse me. Thank you, sister. Thank you all. Um, It's really a privilege to be able to to speak to you this morning because as the wife of a pastor, I see him intimately, and I know his heartbeat for the church. Uh, Appreciate, that word is to recognize the full worth of something or someone. And so that's what we're here today, is to recognize our pastor and appreciate his heartbeat for the church. And the scripture, you can stand, that I'm going to go to today is Jeremiah 3.15. Thank you, Pastor. And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. You may be seated. Heart. The heart is the central part of a person. Sister Vanessa, are you interpreting? Okay. It means to know the most innermost character of a person. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep the heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. We are here today to appreciate our pastor. Pastor appreciation is very much in order. It is biblical. We shouldn't just appreciate our pastor on uh, Pastor Appreciation Month, but we should appreciate him all year long. When, <clears throat> when you guys are sleeping, sometimes he's up at night crying and weeping for you guys. Sometimes he's pacing the floor because he knows what's going on in your heart. And his love for you is so deep that he's concerned and he paces and prays. Sometimes he might get angry, but that's his love for you because, and his concern for you. Maybe he's not always the most elegant speaker, but he has a heart for the people of God. 
our pastor, when he sees things that are going wrong, I know because I witness it at home, when he sees people that are one foot in and one foot out, he's, he's praying, he's, he's binding, he's, he's, he's interceding for you and for them, for his love for the church. That's the heart that God's talking about, a heart of a pastor. That's what the message title is this morning, the heart of a pastor. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 12, it says, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for the work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. There's no other job like a pastor's job. The Bible says that first he must be called by God. 2 Timothy 1, 8 and 8 says, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me his prisoner, that's his pastor, his called, his calling. But be thou a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. I did not know that I was going to tell you what I'm about to tell you until I was sitting there and the Lord said, let assure them that I have called this man to ministry. Before, he would not be sitting here today and I would not be here today if it was not for the purpose and the calling of God. Twenty uh, some years ago, as you, as you know, and, and he's, he shared his testimony, but this is a part of the testimony that you probably haven't heard. Uh, he had multiple affairs before Christ, and this last affair was the one that destroyed our marriage. And I went one way, and he went another. And during that time that we were both out there in the world, I was driving a van delivering mail. And during this, this whole time, of course, Bishop and Sister Reynolds and the church were praying. I know Brother and Sister Thompson were praying. I believe Sister Jones was praying. I believe Barbara was praying. Those that were here at the time, Gary and Colleen, they were praying because he was at one time in church. We both were before we, we backslid. And during this time <clears throat> um, that I was driving this van, he was, had been talking to God. The Lord had started dealing with him, and he wanted our marriage to be reconciled, and I did not. I was done. I was finished. I wasn't going to go back to him. I had moved on, in fact, and started a new life with a, a new relationship. And as far as I was concerned, this was done, and it was over. But he was talking to God. And he was feeling like he wanted the marriage to be reconciled. So he was asking God to put it back together. Now, neither one of us were living for God at this time. And it was one morning on a Thursday morning, I remember very clearly. I was in a parking lot. I had stopped to get a cup of coffee. 
and I was sitting in my van, and I heard the audible voice of God say, this is not the plan I have for you. And I was like, what? Go back to your husband. And I said, but I don't love him anymore, Lord. Why do I want to go back to him? I don't love him anymore. And he said, I did not ask you to love him. I told you to go back to him. And so with much surprise and regret, because I was not in that place at that time. I did not want to go back. The marriage was over. That very next day, and that very day, my husband had asked the Lord and told him, I'm going to ask her to come home one more time. He'd asked me several times. I'm going to ask her to come home one more time. And if she says no this time, I will not ask her again. That was Thursday. Friday he came to, to, the, to where I was staying, and he said, would you come home? And I looked at him and said, I have to. I do not have a choice. God has spoken, and he has said, this is not the plan I have for you, so I will come home. But I do not love you, and we will not really be in a marriage. And he said, I'll accept that. I'll take that. Just come home. And so I did. And here we are today. So if you think for one minute that God has not called this man to minister and hold the office of a pastor, then just remember what God did 20-some years ago to a heart that was backslidden, that had been hardened against God. He reconciled those things to bring a plan together. So he must be called. He must be called in order to serve. Number two, this is, not a, this is a different type of message because we're doing pastor appreciation. Number two, he must be chosen. Peter was chosen, and so was Saul or Paul. Peter was not learned. And Saul was learned. He was well-versed in the law. And he knew, and he was, he was an eloquent speaker, and, and he did things well. Where Peter was a bit rough around the edges, but he still was called of God. Our pastor might not have a Ph.D., and he might not be the most eloquent speaker, but I know, and you know, that he has a heart for the people of God. And he has a humble spirit. And he has a servant's spirit. And he loves with the heart of God. And that's what Jeremiah said, that he would call pastors after his own heart. If we look at God's heart, that's what his heart is all about, love. He was a servant. Jesus was a servant. He loved the people. So you have to be chosen. Pastoring is not about the knowledge so much as it is about the position 
and the anointing that God puts on a man of God. So you don't necessarily have to have a PhD in theology. If God has called you and you have an anointing through the calling, which we know this man is called by the things that we have witnessed and testified, then we know that he has a work that God has for him to do. Your pastor is your covering. He's accountable for your souls. Don't let the devil tell you that he's too busy to take a phone call and get your influence and your counsel from somewhere else. Call your pastor for counsel because he's accountable to you, for you, for your soul. If you think you're not being fed by your pastor, maybe you're eating too much junk during the week. Maybe you're listening to internet pastors. Maybe you're listening to another person that's feeding you a bunch of junk. And then when you come to church on Sunday, you're too full to receive what the man of God has for you. Be careful about who you take counsel from. God has chosen him. Ezekiel 34, 23. There can only be one shepherd in your life. And I will set up one shepherd over them, and he shall feed them. Even my servant David, he shall feed them, and he shall be their shepherd. You can't have too many voices speaking into your life. That sows a seed of confusion. A seed of confusion will eventually sow a seed that will destroy your heart and your faith and your walk with God. Seek counsel from your pastor. He's not too busy for you. Number three, he is sent by God. Matthew 28, 19. Jesus sent them out. After he ministered to them, to the disciples, he sent them out. So your a pastor is sent. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, which we know is the name of Jesus. There's no other name that you can be saved other than the name of Jesus. We know that you have to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. We know that you have to be filled with the Holy Ghost that he gives. You have to, he is, a pastor is sent by God. David was a man after God's heart. Acts 13, 22 says, but God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man whom God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. Your pastor will do whatever the Lord tells him to do. Whatever he says that the Lord says to do, he's going to say it to you. And you might not like what he's saying, but know that he's saying it from the voice of God and not from another, from another source. The reason why Saul was rejected and David was not was because Saul had a heart that sought after his own benefit. But David had a heart after God. Psalm 78, 70, and 72. He chose David also, his servant, and took him from the sheep 
fold. So David, a shepherd boy, lived a life in the fields as a shepherd, lonely shepherd boy, which our pastor lived a life out in the world so that he could minister to those alike. Number 71, sister. From following the ewes great with young, he brought him to feed Jacob, his people, and Israel, his inheritance. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart. This man has integrity. Our pastor has integrity. And guided them by skillfulness of his hands. Not only did God give him integrity and an anointing, but like Sister Johnson said, he blessed him with abilities to do things for the house of God and for the saints of God. I am thankful for our pastor. I appreciate our pastor. I appreciate a man of God that has the heart after God. I appreciate that he loves with all of his heart. I appreciate that he serves with integrity. I appreciate that he has humbleness of heart and that he's not puffed up or arrogant. And I appreciate his faithfulness to the house of God. We are blessed to have a pastor that loves so deeply and cares, and we can see it in everything that he does. He's not perfect. None of us are. But he truly loves you all. And that is really all I had to say this morning. I know this was not a super message. But I just wanted you to know that as a wife, I see him, and I know his love for the people of God. Closed, if you all would come. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for the labor of these ladies, Lord God. And we ask that you would bless the food that they've provided, O God, and sanctify it to our bodies, Lord. Let it be nourishment, Lord, and strength, Lord Jesus, for our physical bodies, O God. And we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
me alone, I will go. Lead me alone, I will follow. Lead me alone, I will go. You have called me. mercy. He's fine. Um, you know, God has been so good. 
And um, I can't thank him enough. You know, I don't know if it's a scripture right now or if it's a song, but if I had a thousand tongues, I couldn't thank him enough. Um, and, and I'm just grateful to God for his goodness and mercies. Amen. Um, we have a young lady that's leaving us, right? Starting next, uh, she leaves this week coming up. And so God blessed us with Sister Vanessa. Amen. And then... Uh, Amen. And then and so now Vanessa Contreras, I want to introduce you to brother and sister Gomez. If Sister Vanessa and Brother Tony would please come to the front. had um, quite a few hours um, on the, come stand by me, come stand by me. We've had quite a few hours uh, of spending time together and stay with me, stay with me. He's fine, he's fine, he's fine. And um, good job. And um, God has really given us the opportunity to uh, share and um, be a part of their life and their future and their new season in life. And so, um, if you all have an extra mic I could give. This is their last service together here. Hopefully they'll be back in visiting. Um, I truly pray another thing happens um, in the near future and a job opens up here uh, in Jesus' name. And... Uh, I know he's got sights everywhere uh, other than Maryland, <laughs> but I'm praying God's will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, God bless you, church. I don't have many words. I'm happy. It's a, it's a bittersweet moment. Um, I just kind of want to um, go back from, where, from when I came to this church. Um, oh, I forgot. Um, when I found this church um I was going through a rough moment in my life and I remembered telling the Lord Lord I need to find a church soon if I don't find a church soon I don't know what's going to be of me and I remember talking to my mom it was a Wednesday and I went online and I found this church but before finding this church I asked the Lord I need an English-speaking church for my children, service in the morning, <laughs> and close to my house. And <laughs> I was going to another church before that that had a hard time coming back from pandemic. So it was far. It was a Spanish-speaking church. My kids preferred the English. And it was about an hour drive. And, well, when pandemic hit, it was just very hard. So... Um, that day I asked the Lord, you know, Lord, help me find a church. I go online and I found this church that it was an English speaking church, 15 minutes away from where I live. And they had service in the morning and I was just, this is too much. <laughs> this is, God, you're so good. So I remember coming, um, to church, uh, that Wednesday night, um, 
I came and I didn't really get an answer from anyone. I was trying to reach someone and I still decided to come. And no one was here but the priest team and we thought it was choir practice. But we still came in, they allowed us in, pastor was here. And ever since that moment, I knew that this is what God had for me and my children. And you all have been a blessing. And I can't thank God enough for each and every one of you. And um, um, well, the Lord's been good. Not only did he bless me with the church, a wonderful church, but now he blessed me with a wonderful husband. Amen. And um, <laughs> unfortunately, he lives a little far. <laughs> so um, I will be um, leaving this upcoming week. So we do ask you for your prayers. Um, it's, um, it's a wonderful place. I've been there before, and I'm excited to see what the Lord has for us. Amen. But at the same time, a big part of my heart stays here with each and every one of you all that have grown to love so much. And um, I'm grateful for all of you all, and thank you for your prayers and just just being here, knowing you guys, It's it's been a blessing. And thank you, Pastor, for your help, for, for your support, for your prayers. We felt them. And, um, well, may the Lord bless you all. And I love you all very much. And um, I'll let my husband <laughs> say something. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Well, God bless you all. <laughs> amen, amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We pray many blessings on them in their season and their new endeavor together, uh, that God will use them greatly and mightily. I, I, I know that I say, uh, I do say it kind of meaning. It, that I hope that the Lord brings them back here, but I want the will of God in their lives, um, um, and I want them to be blessed in their new season. We love you, and I told you, as I told you, this is not the end, amen. We'll, stir, we'll still be connected in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you again, brother and sister Gomez. We thank you again.